Hey, my name is Joel Rohde, and you're watching my podcast called Party Like a Rockstar. I'm the author of a book called Memoir of a Rohde. It's about my experiences touring with Guns N' Roses and Stone Temple Pilots and some other bands. The book did really well. It was the number one new release on Amazon in bios, and it's done 3 million copies on Kindle. If you want to check it out, I'm going to put the link in the description. Today's episode is about my buddy Brent Brito's stories about... Blink-182. He started with them when they were a project band <laughs> underneath a guy named Bill Silva. He was their, he calls himself their den dad, Brent. Uh, he drove the van. He was a tour manager, the production manager. He was everything. They were little kids. The drummer, Scott Rayner at the time, was uh, so young, he was still being homeschooled. And it was part of Brent's job to make sure that he did his homework to send in every Friday because that was part of the deal of him being allowed to tour, uh, that he had to be homeschooled. His parents made the rule. And then his parents, the parents of all the guys would call Brent to see how they were doing because they would never call home to see what was going on. Brent's stories are great. I hope you enjoy the show. So right before me, they were, they, they were called Blink. And I think there was a, a band out of Ireland that was yeah. called Blink. Yeah. So they had to change their name. They added the 182, which... Um, just to, just to, for, for legal, you had to do that, you know? So, um, were you with them when they put the 182 there? Cause I guess they were lagging and the label was bugging them and they're like, we're just going to do it for you. If you don't come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a part right when that, right, right as that happened. So what did and 182 then, mean? Well, no one really knows. Um, they, 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 at one point they were saying it's the average weight of the band. Um, they're just making up things. And, but at that time, I believe there was a movie that was out that was called Turf 182. And I don't know if there's any, any, tie in there but um i never knew the the real reason but again every interview we ever did every phoner every you know every everything we did that question always popped up and they always gave a different answer every single time just huh. to amuse them most you know, most days were tricky at first you're trying to you know you're, you have your you have these kids that have their parents money trying to buy blink to play a show for them in their backyard and then when it comes settlement time there wouldn't be enough money so i i bet i've dealt with so many kids uh, crying kids at settlement time like my grandmother's gonna kill me because i borrowed all this money for the show and didn't make it back i'm like i'm sorry there's nothing i could do i'll pass it on to management but we have to continue I meaning we we can't get paid we can't keep on continuing so this that's how this is gonna go down you know so you're driving these kids around to like high school parties and stuff Oh yes, sir. And we'd stay sometimes. They, they we needed a place to stay, and they meet friends at these, you know, these shows. And we'd be next. You know, we're sleeping on a couch at a parents' parents' you know vacation home somewhere because their parents are out of town. These kids would invite us over, and next, you know, our show turned into a, a huge party. All of a sudden, like I did, you know, things you just don't expect. <laughs> yeah, the early days. I'd have maybe a couple of beers in the dressing room just to see because I knew the guys weren't drinkers at all. But I just, want, just wanted to get that. Uh, they were of age now, so you know it's okay, it was okay. So except for my drummer, who was not of age, and so um, we ran into a situation uh, early where we couldn't figure out why the drummer was playing so sloppy every day. So as the story goes, the beer, uh, the the miner was consuming the beer before the shows, and it was making the making it a really a really rough a rough show for everybody, you know, me included. So I decided, you know, obviously with, with conversation with the other members of the band, to go ahead and, and with my next advancement of shows, go ahead and, and remove that from the rider to try to, uh, just try to keep, keep the shows clean, you know. And uh, with that being said, 
probably four or five shows later, the then drummer, um, Scott Rayner, he, he just didn't get along with me all of a sudden for servers, and I could not figure out why. And so one time, we were in Portland somewhere in the van, mind you still, pulling the trailer, getting gas, and, and he loses his mind. Scott says, Pickles, he, he probably cussed at me a few times and said, you're not doing your effing job. You know, we, you do what we tell you to do and not nothing else. And, and here I am, knowing I've just toured the world with you know, Paul McCartney, these huge bands. I'm like, now I've now got a whole different situation to deal with now. Now I've got these kids that are up and coming and I can't really react because I realized you know, they, were band, they were a band together well before I knew them. Did you send them to his room? No, well, no, we were in the band. We were in the van, you know, getting gas. So I, basically what I did was I pulled the band aside to get gas. I told all the band members, listen, you guys are a family. I'm just here to help you know, get you guys going. So this is an internal conversation you all need to have. Um, so I let them know, you know, you, you know, this, you know, y'all be y'all last well longer than I will last. So y'all have this conversation. Well, I guess they did have the conversation. I get back on the bus. He apologized and we continued on our way. Uh, he was still somehow managing to figure out how to drink. It was, it was a mess. And uh, so the band had made a decision at that point to replace him. What did you think when you saw the video of them running through the streets naked later? Well, yeah, that, so that's so I, that's post me. I I think, you know, of course, that that's typical of them, you know, that they're going to I've seen. Yeah, we've seen uh, lots of antics like that on the road. Like, for instance, one of their albums after I left was called Enema of the State. Well, how that album, how that went down was how the whole Enema thing went down was when I was out with the kids, we were somewhere and. And Tom wasn't feeling well just because the road food sometimes isn't the most healthiest food, you know. So then Tom pulls me aside, basically, because I'm Din Dad, and says, "Hey, so um, you know, I'm just not feeling very well. I, I just, I just, I can't go to the bathroom. I need help." And I said, "Well, let's go to the pharmacy and uh, talk to the, you know, talk to them and see what they can give you." Because I did, I, I never had kids. I had no idea how to deal with this. So as the story goes, he, uh, Tom got enemas, you know, that he got you know, to try to clean himself up, and so of course. Um, as we're talking to the pharmacist and these guidance through this process, Tom had flipped the story on me and says, okay, so it's actually, Pickle's actually the one that's having the, the issues, you know, jokes on me. They made it seem like it was me having the issue. It was this whole joke the whole way. Like it wasn't me at all. And so, so then we go to the hotel ba- you know, bathroom and he, you know, he's asking me to help him. And I was like, there is no way, no way. So pretty much Tom destroyed the bathroom and we had to change rooms at that point. It was a complete mess. And that's where I haul this whole, Enema thing came from, to be real honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and why was he sick? Did he said food poisoning or something? No, no, it was just you know, just truck stop food. He, he was just backed up, you know. <laughs> Typical, you know, just just not not eating, not healthy. Yeah, it's and it's all this is all true, guys. Do, do you know how they've sold fifty million records now? Yeah, did you ever have. see that coming? I, I kind of, I I did foresee success, yes, but to that magnitude. Absolutely not. I had no idea. I thought they would be short-lived. These kids that you're driving around in a van have now sold 50 million records. <laughs> 13 million in the U.S. alone. Yeah, yeah. They had a niche, and also, you know, they, they had a they had formula. Once Travis once Travis joined the band, everything they did was just straight blink formula. It was like just they were just a hit factory, you know. And, yeah. and I sensed that early. Whenever the band um, when they signed Travis, I. I, I saw them just going for the hits. They, they weren't doing little silly songs that meant nothing. They're actually just going straight for success. 
So Tom DeLonge was expelled from high school. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, you know, he got kicked out because you know he, he went to Poway High there in California. Yeah, and they, they, again, they were friends. I, again, this happened right as they, you know, they took off with me. You know, he just wanted to make music. And the funny thing was, is he wasn't trained in music, guitar playing at all. He, he made it up the whole time. He was never taught or trained. He's he's a self-taught guitar player, and and that's and all he knew was his 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 licks that he always did. He never knew anything other than that. You know. And so, quick story. We played. I just remember we used to play uh, some obscure places in like like far east east Canada. Uh, it's like it's a Three Rivers. It's called. I, I can't remember exactly. Like I, I couldn't do the French. Uh, anyways, they wanted to know. They wanted to learn French Canadian. So the two wow. Mark and Tom wanted wanted to have their key whatever saying for whatever reason. So Mark wanted to know French Canadian how to say your teeth look terrific, which is I think it's something like La Dent et Trebel or something like that. And Tom wanted to know, I want to take my gay chicken to the beach. So that's um, <laughs> something like poulet fief à la plage. I don't know. They never, ever used it, but that's what they want. For some reason, these people were like, why do they want to know it? Who knows? And that's, that's, that's what I can remember. They, that's all they wanted to know was French Canadian. That's and for one sense that didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I hope you guys got to enjoy these stories as much as I did. Blink announced today they are going on tour and coming out with a new album. I urge you to go see them and check out the new album, see if you like it as much as you like the last ones. If you got any great Blink-182 stories, don't be shy. Put them in the comments. We'd love to hear them. If you're just a fan and you want to say something, go for it. Thanks for your time. I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe by clicking the round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or the guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle's Joel